Hello, welcome to Serenity Wellness Podcast. My name is Nicole White and I'll be your host. This podcast is dedicated to helping you tap into your full potential of how you can heal and balance your mental, emotional, and physical well-being. Together, let's explore our inner self, connect with our strength, and manifest your true nature, one full of love, purpose, and passion. Welcome to episode 32, Magnetic Imprinting. Thank you as always for continuing to join me and thank you to those of you who are new. I hope you find this episode helpful in building your wellness toolbox. Today we're going to talk about how you're spending your time. Are you present or creating stories? Are you in reality or illusion? Enhancing our understanding and awareness of our stories, the time we waste and miss, the imprinting and effect on our body, and the magnetic connection that communicates with universal energy is an imperative part of our growth and healing and creating. This is such an expansive topic that I'm really going to do my best to stay focused on the fundamentals and we'll build on this and these concepts in future episodes. As I mentioned, I usually don't write things down for these, really. I just kind of talk as I'm talking through these podcasts, but for today, I wrote down some kind of bullet points for myself so that I try to stay focused and on track because they're not only subject areas that are pretty expansive, uh, they're also ones that I just love talking about so I can kind of start going down the rabbit hole and all that stuff. And so I'm going to do my best to stay focused and on track with this podcast today. So we have started exploring the stories we tell ourselves, the judgmental words we think and connect with, and the impact that this has on ourselves and our relationships. Within this understanding, how are you spending your time? We often think that we value our time, but is that how we're engaging in life? How often are you present in the moment that you are in? How often are you in your head creating stories? When we're in our minds, we're not present. We're spending our valuable time and that time we value in illusion. The stories we tell ourselves are not only taking us away from the present moment, but they're often based on illusions that we create through our future thinking, catastrophizing, mind reading, judgmental thoughts, rehashing the past. These are not your truths. Even when we go back and try to rehash the past, we're bringing with us our garbage mind. We're bringing in judgmental perceptions and words, the shoulds, the coulds, the why did I's, the why didn't I's, the why did they, the why didn't they, the why couldn't they, etc. So even then, when we go back to the past, which again isn't helpful, even then it's not our truth because it's taking us away from the present moment, which is the only element of truth in that moment, is what we have in front of us and what is present. But all of these things, we'll, we'll connect with them and uh, again, spend this time that we value in this time of illusion. This pattern and habit of storytelling robs you of your time and steals the opportunity of experiencing your present moment. It also allows you to step away from connecting and accepting. When you pause and reflect on this, you can see how this impacts our ability to be present. 
if you know we're in our mind well then we're disengaging and missing opportunities of learning and experiencing that are right in front of us it will often lead to wasting time a distraction of our focus and our mind mistakes even missed opportunities to connect with the person that maybe we're in a conversation with or spending some time with even if it's in a meeting at work and somewhere we don't really maybe want to ideally be present in being present will allow for so much more than what being in this illusionary mind brings to us and when we think about that lost connection with others if you think about being up in your head if we're in our head in these stories and illusions and judgments how are we arriving? How are we in that present moment? For example, maybe you have planned a gathering to get together uh, with a family member or friend you haven't seen in a good bit of time. And you're excited about you know meeting up with them and catching up. But in the in-between and leading up to, you're in this illusionary storytelling. And you're maybe getting into worry mind about judgmental thoughts or views you have about yourself. Or you're worried that you're not going to be able to contribute or you're going to not meet expectations of where you should be in your life. So now you're also, um, you know, putting these imaginary and illusionary expectations even into the mind of the person you're going to be meeting and just having it then as your truth as though they've said to you that expectation But we'll get into this storytelling about our own judgments, our own expectations. We'll start just having these stories create all these side stories. And now leading up to, we're in this whole state of worry. Maybe we're even worried about if we arrive before them and what that's going to be like. And we're just sitting there by ourselves. And what will others think about us? And how will I feel in that moment? Am I going to be embarrassed? And all those things that come in. And then we arrive. Well, how are we arriving? How are we fully present in the moment with this family member or friend who we're looking forward to seeing? It's going to be hard for us to close that book or that chapter or that encyclopedia that we are connecting with in this storytelling where we just enhanced and created all of these emotions that are based on illusion. And that's how we're arriving. We can think also, for example, I practice yoga. And I am so fortunate that um, owning Serenity Wellness Center, I my primary role there, uh, other than owning the center and doing all that stuff, I see clients as a therapist. And so when I'm seeing clients, um, I also see people for Reiki and meditation and things like that. But my primary basis right now is um, in mental health work and dialectical behavior therapy and things like that. And so I uh, tend to see about seven to eight clients a day on those days that I'm working with people. And with it, uh, upstairs at Serenity, we have a studio where we offer yoga and meditation and qigong and a bunch of different workshops and things. But with it, I've uh, organized my schedule in a way that uh, certain days of the week, I'm able to go upstairs between clients and take a yoga class. And so this idea of how am I arriving Uh, How am I arriving on the mat? Uh, You know, yoga offers us all of these beautiful things in terms of our energy body and healing and balance and going within and consciousness and the list goes on and on. I'll be uh, talking more about that down the line here in an episode about yoga. But with that, um, 
each time I'm doing this, it is allowing me an additional mental practice because I am often in a session and holding space and working through things with um, people and then I go into a class 10 minutes later. And so like arriving on the mat, I'm kind of digesting also and allowing myself to uh, dissolve or float away any kind of thoughts I might still have residually from kind of tr- transitioning my role from being therapist to being student in a yoga class. And then I transition again back into therapy role after class. And so it's this additional mental practice each time that my mind is getting to do in this mental training and like the mental gym of our life, which we'll, we'll talk about more as we go through this. So how are we arriving when we're up in our mind? How present are we? with the people around us, with the experiences around us, with the things that we're even trying to engage in that we might even have a passion for. That example of yoga, or when we're doing art, or when we're out hiking, or when we're spending time with family or friends and laughing. All these things, you know, when we're up in our mind, we're not really experiencing and getting to fully embrace all that life is having to offer to us and around us. Another part of this is looking at this uh, connection in your awareness and the emotional imprinting that this storytelling does. As we've talked about and been exploring, each thought, word, and story that you create also creates an emotion. Many times our stories are not positively or neutrally focused. They often create anxiety, fear, stress, Sadness, resentment, anger, jealousy, hopelessness, among others that are non-supportive and based on illusion. As I've mentioned, all emotions are important, but it doesn't mean that we want to choose to create difficult emotions based on illusion. Whenever we're not in the present moment, we're away from the now and connecting to stories, judgments, and illusions. So we create these emotions based on these stories. The emotions pile up and elevate, and then we create more stories. We send out runners, like a plant. For example, I have a lot of mint planted, uh, different types of mint. And mint spreads through seeds, dropping seeds and things, but sending out these runners, and then it spreads. But when we disrupt the mint, so when I cut some mint for tea or or things like that, it will send out more runners as a way to kind of expand and strengthen. Well, it's the same thing, you know, but when this mint, for example, is sending out runners and expanding and spreading and strengthening, it still is always mint. It doesn't change now suddenly to a new plant. So think about this in terms of what we're talking about with these stories. The story starts and then it starts spreading and and spreading out and sending these runners, but it stays maybe within the same encyclopedia or chapter or book of anxiety or, uh, you know, um, anger, you know, so we'll start spreading out our stories, but the stories will help influence maybe the emotion you know, that we're, we're piling up at that time, maybe anxiety or fear or anger, resentment, etc. 
Now we have all this pile up and now we begin to engage in life with this swirl of emotion and perception that's not even about our present moment. Although it's not about our present moment though, we will bring these emotions with us and often react with them in the moment we are in. So even though these are emotional pileups based off illusionary thoughts and stories and judgments, we'll come to our present moment and we engage in life with these emotions that have nothing to do with what's going on right in front of us. So we might have increased anxiety, we might have some edginess or envy, maybe even increased isolation, this whole resistance to acceptance. We start creating all this in our everyday and our engagement in life around us, again, based off things that aren't even happening. We are energy. As I've talked about, research shows us that the way we interact with ourselves and the world around us impacts our health, our brain, and our connection to universal energy. There is countless research on the placebo effect and how this impacts healing as well as other things. Research on the sugar pill in terms of medication effectiveness. Um, Some of the research looking at antidepressants, for example, is showing an effective rate that is significantly high in terms of decreasing symptoms related to depression using a sugar pill and the placebo effect because people start getting and connecting into this mind frame and mindset that this is going to be helpful and they start feeling more hopeful and creating a different mind flow and this starts creating a change within their body system and their emotion system and again countless countless studies show us in so many different areas within research about the effect of the placebo effect as well as you um if you listened i don't remember the episode i apologize i also apologize if you can hear the loud whatever kind of uh, thing is happening outside my house here i don't know some kind of machinery of some sort that is now suddenly going on so i apologize also if you can hear that loudly in your background but anyway um one of the episodes in the past i had talked about the placebo effect and also those examples of med students and the high increase 70 to 80 percent increase in visits to the doctor when they're studying certain diseases in med school thinking that they have those diseases and i also shared as a um, person who majored in psychology my own experience of taking some of those abnormal psych classes and clinical classes and how myself and others in my cohort as well as people who i know in my personal and professional life how in that research and studying of our own exploration and learning um, how it can create this idea of you know mental health symptoms uh, within us as we research and study that so those are some areas there even lots and lots of research behind and examples to show us this high effectiveness of the mind and what it does on our whole um, you know mental emotional and physical system Uh, there's also brain scans that are showing us this um Lots of brain scans starting to show us the different neural network pathways that are opening and communicating different areas in the frontal cortex. Uh, We have a couple different areas there that assist and help us and guide us back to even to presence and mindfulness. 
and also in that amygdala area, the emotion center area of the brain, among many, many other things that the brain mapping is starting to show us in terms of these changes and neuroplasticity, our ability to rework our system. Epigenetics in science is showing us with the protein development and um, how it interplays in our body system as well as those genetic codes and what ends up coming through in our DNA versus doesn't. Even metaphysics helping us to see all these different um, areas connected to all possibilities that are out there are possible. There's just so much out there that is um, science related starting to incorporate with our energy awareness that is allowing us to see more fully that the frequency that we dial into and vibrate on creates a connection to that frequency within us, around us, and above us. You know, when we create these stories and these emotions and these frequencies, it directly impacts our whole body. Our inflammation, our cortisol levels, circadian rhythm, serotonin and dopamine, our adrenals, our brain, that amygdala center I just mentioned, various areas in that frontal cortex, those highways of communication pathways in the brain our protein system, I mean, the list goes on and on. This body state is a breeding ground for disease. I know it might feel or seem like this is something out of your control because of the habit that we create in storytelling. But that's because you've trained yourself to do that. You can retrain yourself and it won't take as long in the retraining. The more you come back to your present moment, the more it becomes your way of living. The impact it starts creating within and around you creates its own motivational energy and change. Because again, it's changing all that list of things I just mentioned about inflammation, the brain, serotonin, cortisol, etc. When we keep coming back to present, we're redesigning and reorganizing, recalibrating, dialing into a different frequency and allowing the body to do the same. Lastly, the other area to think about and consider today as we're talking through this is the magnetic imprint, excuse me, the magnetic, well, imprint too, but the magnetic impact that the frequency that we're dialed into has on what we absorb and create. We all have empathy, compassion, and the ability to feel the emotions of others. We may all be connected and accepting of this in different ways, but we all have those abilities. But where we're dialed into also impacts what we collect around us. For example, as a mental health therapist, um, I am still... A person. I say that uh, jokingly because sometimes in the mental health field, because we're in such a helping field, you know, sometimes people just forget that therapists, you know, we've got emotions too that run high. Um, even if we have the best of skills, we're still human and we have life experiences around us. And so um, 
with that, uh, for example, if I am working through something in my personal life and um, maybe the emotion that that's creating and that I'm working through is one in the spectrum of anger, for example. In my work as a therapist, I work with people working on so many different areas of life. Anywhere from everyday life stress to career decision making to spirituality to every emotion, um, anywhere from anger to depression to anxiety uh, to rage to lack of empathy that they are having um, and so reconnecting them with that. I mean, it's just um, all over. And as I mentioned, I specialize also in trauma uh, recovery and self-injury and personality disorders. So it's just a lot of different areas that I work with people um, through and, and help them to kind of design and, and re, you know, calibrate their own life. But with that, where I am at will also impact at times what I can absorb emotionally in sessions. So as an energy worker, I do do a lot of energy work uh, for myself and with myself each day and in my space that I work in terms of energy clearing and cleansing and sending energy to others, etc. But where I am at will also impact this absorption at times. So if I'm working through something in life that is on that spectrum of um, you know the emotion of anger, that week when I'm working with clients who are working through anger, I can be a little more susceptible to having their emotions also potentially be absorbed by me and maybe even elevate my own working through of my emotion. Um, you know, I'm, I'm lucky that I'm really aware of all this stuff uh, and so I'm able to kind of recalibrate a little quicker within that because I know when things are shifting due to outside things of myself. But, you know, in another example, if I'm working through something in life that is more in the area of depression then those working through depression and the people I'm working with I'll be more susceptible to kind of picking up that energy and those working through anger that week I will not be more susceptible to picking that up because I'm on and dialed in to a different frequency so you know where we're at we're kind of dialed into this frequency and then it makes us more susceptible or open if you would to also absorbing things that are in that same frequency and on that same frequency vibrationally around us. In addition, this also will um, have a, an impact on this creating. It impacts the connection that we have with universal energy. Metaphysics and other areas of science uh, explore this with us and help us to better understand how the stories we tell create these vibrations that we dial into and how that aligns us further uh, and connects us with this understanding how all possibilities exist. And so we will often get these universal energy signs such as serendipities and synchronicities that are that universal flow tapping us to say, I'm here and you're aware but sometimes we're not present enough to even notice when those things happen. Those things that are happening, these universal energy flows that are there to help guide us, to assist us, and help us down this path of growth that we're all seeking and working towards. This will also allow us more towards uh, movement towards acceptance, letting go of that resistance towards acceptance, 
When we let go of that resistance, it also allows us to dissolve those um, unspoken and um, often just these fly-by expectations that we will hold and cling on to and react to as well because that's, again, those expectations are often just about resisting acceptance. And so when we're doing all of this stuff that we're talking about here in this uh, creation of even connecting with this universal energy flow and paying attention in the present moment and recognizing we are able to work more towards creating what we're wanting to create in our life and these stories that we are telling ourselves can be a different story and we can also be connecting much more back to the present which is going to help in all of these different areas in terms of self, around us, within us and what that does in our magnetic flow, what we begin to absorb through the things around us. And then in that, this frequency that we're dialed into is going to also then connect us with that frequency that's out there for us. So we want to be trying to, to create this positivity or this at least neutrality in where we're at so that it's also allowing us to be guided and open to the support around us through universal energy. We will often have goals or working towards something, but we're not really surrendering and allowing all of that to take place and opening up in the present moment to pay attention to serendipitous experiences and synchronicities. And instead we get this idea of control and the path must look this way. And that's often just not how it really plays out. Our paths can be rocky they can be hard, they can be healing at the same time. Sometimes we have to go through these rocky paths to get to where we're going because the healing and awareness it provides along that rockiness is part of the journey to make where we end up in this goal setting, for example, to be more fully what we really even want it to be. But we can only get there through allowing ourselves to be back more in present moment to let go of the storytelling and creating all of this other garbage and all of these other side emotions and things, again, that aren't even about here and about now, but will impact very much what is here and what is now, making you miss out on opportunities and experiences all around you. And so you can think in terms of all of this and what to maybe consider doing is really embracing this idea of like this mental gym and maybe the foundation and the goal of the mental gym is just about being present. Our mind can go in all these different directions. We can create stories about this, that, and the other. We can create judgments about ourselves, about others, about experiences that have happened, that might happen, etc. But if we have this focus as this kind of mental gym, right? Because we've trained ourselves in all these ways and we can retrain ourselves. So it's like a mental gym. We're going to create new neural network pathways. We're going to redefine and recalibrate our emotion center in our brain. We're going to strengthen those communication highways to that frontal cortex, We're going to help that inflammation cycle in our body settle down, get our cortisol, our adrenals recalibrated, serotonin and dopamine are going to be more balanced, 
the protein levels are going to be able to synthesize and calibrate in our system and our body and all the things that does for us. Again, the list goes on and on about all these things that just being present is going to allow to happen for us naturally. And uh, if, if we do this, then all we have to do is just, I know all we have to do. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying this is easy. It becomes easier because it becomes just a way of living. But when we do this, this mental gym with the focus being about being present, then we don't have to analyze when we notice that we're not being present. We don't have to think further and continue to participate in, well, what was I thinking? Why was I thinking that? Why can't I just stay present? It's more just, again, about I recognize I am now the observer. It will float away and pulling myself back to the present moment. I don't have to analyze where I was, how long I was there up in my mind. I don't have to analyze the judgments I just found myself doing. I'm just going to keep pulling myself back to the present moment. And the thing with that is that mental gym is everywhere that you are. You don't have to go anywhere because it's just about coming back to exactly where you're at in that moment. So you don't even have to go anywhere. You could be driving your car in the moment. You could be sitting in the kitchen. You could be in your bedroom. You could be at work. You could be walking. Wherever you are, that is your mental gym because you're just going to continue to practice coming back to the present moment whatever that is, that everyday mindfulness, the connection to the now, the grounding yourself, the asking yourself, where am I at right now? What is happening right now for me? And if you're in a storytelling mode, tell yourself a different story. One focused on positivity or neutrality recognizing all these areas, the impacts, and what it creates within, around you, and way beyond what you may even be able to comprehend and imagine. So with that, I want to thank you all for joining me today. I hope I did okay trying to kind of keep on focus there. Again, these, these topics can really expand much beyond this. I have some more guests coming up that are uh, in the schedule here that will talk about some more of this as well. And we'll continue to explore these concepts further. Uh, thank you. As always, you can check us out online at Serenity Wellness Center, C-E-N-T-R-E.com or serenitywellnesstools.com and on Facebook and Instagram to learn more about what we've got going on as well as inspirational stories and such. So thank you, everybody. I will talk to you soon. Have a good one.